Yo, yo, yo! Hey! Sorry, it's been a while since we've uh, been with you guys. We actually had a family tragedy. Yeah, we so we moved, yep. which did slow us down a bit from recording. And then when we all were getting ready to record, we lost our brother-in-law in a very tragic, unexpected way. Yes. But we're back. <laughs> yes, here we are. I am sorry for that. We yeah, so we took a, a couple weeks off to just decompress. Yes. We um, actually had a tragedy. And we're about to talk about horror films. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's kind of weird, but uh, at the same time, um, you're going to hear this way after because i think we are an episode behind yes but i'm gonna have them out like i said yeah i've just been it's been a lot for us so yeah but we're good and Thanks. honestly you should probably put something in front of that episode saying what happened yeah i can do that okay <laughs> anyway we're gonna move right on to our list the Dose Rich List. And we actually, we've been making a, a pretty good dent. I mean. Going pretty quick. Yeah. Number 40 was Evil Dead. Evil Dead 2. 2. Dose. Dose. Evil Dead Dose. And before we move to the new movies, I just want to, I guess, correct or make clear i was thinking about it it's been a while but when i was talking about black sunday and i had mentioned it's a vampire flick uh it does for you people that are very anal out there i know it's a witch so if you went and watched it you were like what the hell is he talking about it's a witch but the movie is a vampire movie because considered by most people because they you know she rises from the dead and black christmas black sunday oh i was gonna say black christmas and uh no and in fact it was actually originally titled in some countries as revenge of the vampire so i just wanted to make that clear uh if you don't like vampire flicks and you're cool with watching a witch kind of do a similar thing black sunday is the movie at the same time if you like vampire flicks yeah and that's the reason i was touching on it being a vampire but i was just thinking about it when i got home where i was like well we don't want to sound like idiots it should have been more clear and, uh, well, we are idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we don't want to sound that. Yeah, way. we we are morons, but so we just I think we clear that one up. Because <laughs> uh, you are going to watch every movie we recommend. We know that, of course, of course. And if you don't, we'll kill you. All right. So anyway, <laughs> no, no. <it's> good. <laughs> so anyway, speaking of tragedy, next week there's going to be a knock on. The I don't. Stevens. Open up the door. <laughs> it's a fucking FBI. I'm like, listen, man. Uh, it was a joke. It was a joke, bro. He's like, yeah. You know what else is a joke? Dick in your ass in the prison. Nah, you know. And, and, and you know what? And that's not what we want. So don't don't rat us out. You know. Yes, we might kill you if you don't listen to our review. But neither one of us want prison dick. <laughs> but anyway alright All right. so <laughs> no I'm scared. so we're gonna move on to our number 39 39 to and both versions yeah now, so now remember the price or 
well, let's say Dos Rich. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, the Price Master Dos Rich has actually seen more, way more recently than I have, because I have seen the silent Nosferatu many, many, many years ago. There's a lot of these silent films on Slant's list that I have not seen. But everybody's seen Nosferatu, at least, you know, will think they did. Um, but it was the other one that I saw. The the uh, Nosferatu, what was it? The the van, the uh, 1973 remake. 1973 by Werner Herzog, which I really enjoyed. So we are going to combine the two. Yeah, because they were both on Slant's uh-huh. list, and we felt both would make our list. But at the same time, we didn't want to take up so much space that we didn't introduce you to a new movie. Uh, we we're also going to do that for something else later on the list, but. Uh, just to give you an idea, we've already talked about them. And, you know, you might have felt like we didn't like the original Nosferatu. We just didn't like it at number nine. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. No, not even nine. It was, hold on, number seven. Yeah. No. We don't think it was the seventh greatest you guys, look, uh, horror film ever made. You guys, look at, uh, come on now. Take a step back and look at all the horror movies you've watched in your life, right? Okay, I know it's a classic. I know it, uh, it, it influenced a lot of things, but number seven. Yeah, we just didn't feel that strong. Number seven. And then actually, we felt that the remake was was, was very great. strong. Yeah. Uh, but they also had it about thirty-three. That's far where we kind of felt yeah. they should both be, and they only fell, you know. Six slots if you go from the remake to number 39. I actually was uh, not... Yeah, we've already reviewed it, so I'm not going to go crazy, but uh, I thought that that remake was awesome. I really enjoyed it myself. I did. I, I, uh, I, I, I actually felt like, you know, there were actually scenes in that movie that had me uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. No, there was a... It's a great remake. I mean, like I said, we like Nosferatu, the original. We think it's a great movie. The remake is also a great movie, and we recommended both of them, and we yep. recommend them again. Yep. Same. So, we are going to scratch that off the list. Let me do this. Scratch. Now, number 38 is something that uh, was not on Slant's list. <clears throat> and uh, Crystal and I are the only one here that have seen it. The okay. Witch. Yes, Dose uh, Rich has not bitch. seen The Witch. Now, The Witch. <laughs> the Witch. This is a very hard one to uh, review. And I almost want to say it should actually be even maybe higher on the list. I thought you were going to say a hard one to stomach because I was going to... Well, it is hard that. to stomach. But... Uh, <laughs> Let's let's dive into this, shall we? Um, this takes place back in the Salem witch trial type era. You know, back in the, you know, sixteen hundreds. Yeah, yeah, back in the you know the days when the days of war. Yeah, exactly. Horse and buggy, and you know, surviving on your crop. Farming and all that good stuff, and weird stuff happens. So. This family, very hardcore, you know, what what was their religion about? It had to have been Catholic. 
No, they were Puritans. Puritans. Yeah. Yeah. The so, anti-Catholics. Exactly. In defense of. So they were Catholics. really, really and hardcore, Puritans. and they and they did <laughs> not want to conform to their town's bullcrap because something happened. I, I can't remember right off the top of my head why, but they split off, and the dad. And you're right, it is Puritan, not Catholic. I'm sorry about that, but he is right. So they they move off. I paid attention in fourth grade. <laughs> yeah, you did. I did not. I still have my turkey they made me make. No. <laughs> Which is why I am talking about horror movies. <laughs> but but uh, they move on to a, um, a town... And, uh, or no, I'm sorry. They move out of town. Yeah. And to start. a nice little place yeah. by a nice, yeah. creepy and, and they decide they're going to make their own way. Well, what ends up happening is they run into trouble. Um, their little youngest son I think it is as a little baby ends up disappearing and this starts an entire bad chain of results the son the daughter everything I mean th- this movie was a mixture of sexual um, confusion um, Satanism uh, all kinds of crazy shit I can't even tell you everything without ruining the movie that's why this one's hard for me to reveal but I will say this. The I do know this. The Church of Satan has actually um, recognized this movie as as theirs. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> and I did, I did actually see this. And I read this. So, so whether there's any validity to this, I don't know. But they did say that this uh, they recognize this film as culturally important or like we're taking it from everyone it's our well I think I think because it is relevant to their beliefs dun, dun, dun. yeah so so anyway I don't know if there's any truth to that it's a good spook though but at the same time it is a really screwed up movie in really a lot of ways screwed up. um it does involve satanic elements. It does involve uh, a witch. A witch. It does involve children um, being in danger and murdered. So I just it just uh, depends on what you're into. I I know I'm kind of dancing around here on this one. It's just hard to kind of yeah. Don't give it up. It's kind of hard to talk about this one because it, it's all over the place. It has. Let's look. It has all the elements of horror. It has exorcism. It has demonic elements. It has... Not that I'm saying that exorcism doesn't, but it has exorcisms, demons, violence, sex, and and innocence all in one movie. And I think, I think it's a, a real good... Mishmash of uh, a film, and it does belong on this list. Mm-hmm. The fact that uh, this movie wasn't on there originally kind of 
irritates me because it's like, dude, that movie, it's, it's really screwed up. Then it should have been on this list to begin with. So what rich rating would you give it? I'd give it a five. Yeah, honestly, I'd give it a five. Five I actually, rich. I actually like The Witch. This will have to be, I'll have to watch it. Yeah. I've been meaning to watch it, I just haven't got around to it. Yeah. The Witch, The Witch is a five movie for me just because of all the, all of the things that it hits. It hits all points of horror. I can agree. Yeah. And if you don't remember, we rate our movies by movie riches because it's been a while. Yes. I throw that out there. I mean, I can I can see it being a four and a half. The reason why I go to five is it's just a really effective movie. Like you don't walk away feeling normal after you watched it. Mm-hmm. And to me, a movie that does that to you, it's a five. That's an effective horror movie. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna move on. Now, we are this is a Dose Rich special. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Well, we already covered it on the... Uh, we did. On the uh, Slant Magazine. We uniformly love this movie and could not believe it was so low. Hence why it is now number 37. Some bit. They had it at 95. Oh, come on. I, I remember that. Now, I can see that here's things that I think that they might have taken issue with. Uh, Keanu Reeves is bland. Keanu Reeves plays a bland person in the yeah, movie. He Hence, does. I mean, he's he's not amazing, but at the same time, he plays the character effectively. He's supposed to be a bland person, which explains yeah. why his wife wants Dracula, number one. And number two, I could see them taking issue with the fact that the characters are recast as multiple different people throughout the film, that is to give you the concept of reincarnation, yes. which is very important to the plot line yes. of Dracula. Hence why everyone is cast as different people in the beginning prologue as the end of the movie. Uh, but other than that, I can't constantly imagine how they put it in 95. I mean, the the camera work, the, the, it's the, ta- like the, the film's like a living tapestry. Of color, oh yeah, act. I mean, it's an amazing film, dude. It's great, and we, you know, we did give this five riches, and we, and, the, and I will not go back on that. No, this, this is, is a five riches. Yeah, movie. I mean, I, this is. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, you know me. I I don't usually talk this way on the podcast, but I don't give a shit. Yep. But who we, says anything? Yep. This movie was five rich uh, worthy. I mean, it really was. Gary Oldman, at top class. I mean, top class. Or right, I, I, you know, I don't think this is the best Dracula movie. I argue. Tom really, Waits. I really har- argued hard for another Dracula movie that will come later, but the best Dracula is Gary exactly. Oldman. I mean, and even Tom Waits. Well, Tom Waits all, is great. All this stuff. I mean, this was top top class. Now. Of course, you got Anthony Hopkins. He he, Anthony Hopkins is always Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, well, he kind of has the Jack, the Jack yeah. Nicholson thing that at a certain yeah. point in his career, he's hired to play himself. Exactly. But I will say this: Gary Oldman, anything that he does, whether it's it's what it was a Tinker Tailor and and mm-hmm. all that shit that he he does, anything that he puts his mind to, he puts his entire soul into and he really uh gave us 
the haircuts we see now in Fifth Element. <laughs> yeah. I see many women with Gary <laughs> Oldman's haircut now. from Fifth Element. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but I yeah. don't think that haircut should be on women, but I see well, lots of women with it. Well, that's, that's what's going on. You know on. it's true. You know I it's do. True. I do. Every time it's... I see a woman with that haircut, I go, but I, but really? I will, but is I this will... caught on? But I will say this. No offense to you. He puts his heart and soul in everything that he does. And I feel that that is what got that a five. Oh, yeah. Honestly. No, he is the best director. He, I he, it, it was Gary yeah, Oldman I that got that a five riches. Yeah. I think if you would count for budget and everything that you would count for when you're rating movies and time periods, I don't think it's the best Dracula movie, but it is the best Dracula you should watch this movie just for Gary Oldman's draft. Yep. And I will say the same we thing. We don't have much else to say, so. Nope, let's move on. We, we've already uh, hit this. So, number 36, Horror of Drag. Which I think is the best Dracula film. Oh, here he is. And that's the one I haven't seen. So, there's no arguing with me. Anyway, I'm going to argue with Rich. You can't argue. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I'll soft, uh, let's, let's soften you up with a movie joke. All right? Oh, here we right. go. You haven't I, done one in a while. I haven't done one in a while. Here we go. All right. How do you tell the difference between a regular movie star and a porn star? How? When a regular movie star calls in, they have to give an excuse. A porn star just says, I can't come today. Oh! <laughs> there we go. That was actually pretty good. Uh, that's good. I like that one. That was good. All right, so Horror of Dracula <laughs> is a hammer film. And I think this is the best Dracula movie. Oh, uh, goodness. So you have the two big-time, you know, carers. Uh, you know, because, you know, you got Vincent Price. But you have the guys who were carrying hammer films in this. You have both Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing playing Dracula and oh, Van Helsing. Uh Perspectively, I think the, the this film is like the perfect adaptation of a book like Dracula. It maintains everything that was great about the book, but then updates everything else for moviegoers. At the time that this was made, there was nothing else uh, like it as far as special effects. I mean, when Van Helsing and Dracula fight to the death, and Dracula's getting melted by the sun and the things that happen at the end, I mean, this still looks great to this day, but I mean, I can only imagine what it looked like in the 50s. Uh, the plot line is fantastic. It's uh, a little darker and more adult than your average horror film at the time when it comes to dealing with the plot line of what Dracula is, which what a Dracula movie needs. Um, the camera work is top-notch for Hammer, and it's like I said, it, there's some just iconic scenes. Now, I mean, if you weigh it against Bram Stoker's Dracula, I think a lot of modern people would like Bram Stoker's Dracula better but you also had to kind of had like 35 times the budget and was made like 40 years later. But almost all the scenes that were amazing in Hammer's film is in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Francis Ford Coppola literally recognized it and borrowed those scenes and filmed them almost the exact same way. Like when Lucy's blood transfusion takes place, that's from Hammer of Dracula. I mean, I mean not Hammer of Dracula, Horror of Dracula. And so I, I think that like if you like classic horror and you can stand the little bit of cheese that it's become, because it's a movie from 1952 or whatever it may be. Uh, 60s, probably. No, this one's an old one. Was it? Well, let's find out. Let's find out. <coughs> you know, let's 
Let's give you people the real stuff our memory cannot contain. We have too well, much almost, in our... I almost want to feel 58. like... 58. This is 1958. 58. Okay. You know, so... But basically, this one, you know, it almost has a little bit more of it. I don't know what I would say. This one is like that set piece film that people forget about that really all modern vampire and Dracula movies borrow from. When you you get around to watching it, you're going to recognize multiple shots that are stolen in every single vampire or Dracula film that starts. I mean, this is the one that starts the... You know, the staircase come down, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. not seeing themselves in mirrors, the harem of buxom beauties that Dracula control. All yeah. of it comes from this movie. And the showdown at the end... I always thought they came from um, Dracula dead and loving it. Another fantastic movie. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I, that, that's a great movie. You know, let's just rate that right now. That's a five rich. That's a five that's rich. A, yeah, that's, a, that's a five rich fucking Leslie. And, 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 and if anyone is better... At playing uh, the role we just credited Tom Waits, uh, it is Peter McNichol as hey, only Peter McNichol can do. Dead loving it was awesome. I, I love it. I do. And by the way, little twist on the end there, Peter McNichol is responsible for Dracula's death in Dead, <laughs> dead and Loving It. Anyway. Ramsfield, you asshole! <laughs> you asshole! Remember? He's a bat, right? He's like, you asshole! Alright, well, get back to Horror Dragon. Horror Dragon is anyway, fantastic. Anyway, anyway, and we, the showdown <laughs> between the showdown between Van Helsing and Dracula, I actually think is still more intense and better than the end of Bram Stoker's Dracula when the posse catches up to Dracula. Um, and the, 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 the movie holds up really well. You will enjoy this film. This is a fantastic movie. This is a five rich movie. And this is probably... The, what most people will think is the best film Hammer Films ever made, and Hammer Films made a lot of great, great films. All right. Well, there you have it. We're going to move on 28 days later. What number did we assign that, baby? 28 days later is number 35. 35. So 28 days later, I have a little, a little truth-telling here. I was expecting a almost Return of the Living Dead or original Night of the Living Dead kind of cheesy zombie flick when I saw it in the theater. And and when I went and saw it in the theater, uh, I believe it was with you, wasn't it? Yes. And I remember it, yeah. not liking it when I saw it in the theater. And we did the whole vibe was killed. There was these girls that were making fun of it with us. And, you know, you can kind of get caught in. But this is one of those movies that I kept thinking about it and thinking about it and going, this is, you know, this was, that was actually, I enjoyed that movie no, more than it, I thought. And then I ended up getting it at a, at a Walmart of all places one night and rewatching it and going, you know what? This was an amazing horror movie. No, the, the, uh, so, I understand where he's coming from. <clears throat> I remember when we first saw it, um, we were expecting like a Dawn of the Dead type of shit. Yeah, we were know, expecting movie. like a fun, yeah. fun little, yeah. It was not that. It's actually, you know, 28 Days Later is extreme. There is no comic relief. There is nothing. It is a straight up rabies film, really, when you mm-hmm. think about it. And I actually think that's kind of what the disease was supposed to be like. Yes, yeah, It was super like rabies. rabies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, we went into it thinking, okay, now, now, 
Now, Rich said what he said. I actually liked it right from the start. As soon as I saw what was happening, I was like, oh, this is going to be crazy. And uh, it was a fantastic movie. It, it is full of life. It is full of death. It is full of intensity. And penis. And dick. <laughs> and the dick is just in the beginning. But at the same time, it really is. It's like, full dick, though. It is full dick. I mean, there is full penis. Yeah. For you ladies out there, if you want to see a dick. Do you want to see a European penis? Hey, man. Guys watch movies for Right in the beginning of the movie. A lot of people But, but. Why wouldn't you watch a movie for dick? It does evolve into something that is absolutely nuts. I mean, (laughs) you got the guy from Braveheart in there, man. The Mm -hmm. guy from Gaines, New York. What's his name? I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but uh, he's in there. Um, I know his name. It's just, you're killing me here. Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, Brendan Gleeson. Really good actor. Anyway, it is a tale of survival. It is a different take on um, zombie. Yeah, apocalypse. Um. Obviously, this strain is more like a rabies-type variant. People are insane. Guys, where you you look at the others, and they're mindless, brain-eating zombies. Uh, yeah, well, these guys aren't dead. They're... They're, they're insane. Yeah. yeah. They're people. <clears throat> they go crazy. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they want the flesh of other people. Yeah. And it, it's a very, very good movie. I actually really liked it. Um, so, anyway... No, I think this was a, this was a killer film, and... You know, it's um, it does have the pacing of a classic Romero zombie film in that it opens up with um, being like a desolate survival movie, mm-hmm. goes into being a road movie, and then finishes in a facility dealing with military and making some statements about stuff like that. So if you like Romero-ass zombie films, you're going to get that type of stuff. Uh, but as far as the actual film, yeah, it is a feels more Mad Maxy than zombie-ish. Yeah, yeah, and I can agree with that. And honestly, and the sequel wasn't bad either. No, the sequel was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, honestly, I I think he's right. Oh yeah, this is a five rich all the way. Yeah, this is a fiver. And now <clears throat> we're gonna move on to another famous. Now, this one is the famous of the fame. Okay, this, I mean, this is the fame of the fame. <clears throat> Night of the Living Dead. Is no, what, no, what would Number we... 34. This was on Slant's list? Yes. Let me pull it up here while you talk. So, Night of the Living Dead, you guys. This was something... Now, obviously, if, if you are a huge horror fan... And have watched movies, you know, horror films and all the like white zombie, all this kind of stuff. There have been zombie films all through film history. <clears throat> but this is the this is the one that really brought it to light. You know what's interesting is that um, I saw an interview with George Romero and he said that uh-huh. um, he never considered calling them zombies because they're never called zombies in the movies. Because he didn't think of them as zombies at first. Mm-hmm. When he was filming it, because they had no voodoo, no Haitian yeah, stuff, yeah. he thought of them as just ghouls. And so that's why he never calls them zombies throughout the movie. 
Well, they ended up becoming zombies. I'll tell you that. <clears throat> now, when oh, you... this defined the zombie genre. Oh, it, it defines it. And it took, honestly, this took horror films to another level. There's a, you know, while I'm looking to see where they put it on the list here, because I'm having trouble finding it, um, a lot of people don't know this, but the reason this movie, one of the reasons this movie got so incredibly popular is this originally was called Night of the Flesh Eaters. Ah, there you go. And what happened was, is the people who bought the movie to distribute it uh, asked them to um, change the title. And so they said they would to Night of the Living Dead because they thought Night of the Flesh Eaters would turn off uh, crowds. And what ended up happening was is that back in the day, you had to copyright a movie with an actual physical copyright on the film or it wasn't copyrighted. Mm. And they had put their copyright mark on that piece under Night of the Flesh Eaters, and it didn't get transferred. So the moment this movie played, it became public access. And that's why... This movie is always being played in theaters, always being played on late night TV, because you don't owe anyone any money. It's literally was like a free gift to the world, and I think that's one of the reasons it was able to really also take order another level. It's like everyone could just play the movie. Every drive-thru was playing this movie because the drive-thru owed no money for it. It was straight profit to them. And I still can't find one on the list. I thought it was higher. But I, I started at one, and I'm wondering, where the hell is this? But keep going, because I can't find it. I can't find it. What are you looking for? I'm looking to see what the slant number was. Damn it. We're trying to keep them updated here. <laughs> All right. Well, because we already talked about this. Forward. So anyway, seriously, where the hell? Nine Living Dead. We've already spoken. That's a good movie. Genre defining. Grotesque in its own way. Even even for you new people that are watching horror that just expect. You know, nothing but CGI bullshit. The movie is grotesque in its own way. It's nasty. It's oh, scary. It fell quite a bit. They had it at number two. Yeah. It's scary in a lot of ways. And it's very effective. The very ending of the movie, you guys know this, from our previous our previous uh, review. The very ending of this movie is is extremely dark, racist, everything else. I mean, it, it just it hits on a lot of different subjects. Here's a question for you. What's up? Because we didn't go over this. What did you think of the remake? Tom Savini's remake. Uh, with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, what's his name? Candyman? Mm-hmm. Tony Todd. Tony Todd. And, uh, I actually thought it was okay. I enjoyed the remake yeah, as well. I it thought takes it was a, okay. It takes a lot of shit as being terrible, but I actually thought it was pretty good. No, good I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I I did Is it as good as the, the original? Of course not. But is anything better than the originals? Rarely. Very rarely. Very rarely. Usually, yeah. So, I mean, I, I you know, we didn't talk about it before. There is a great remake out there that is... Tony Todd. Is, is incredibly gory. Incredibly gory. And I would, since we already rated the original, what do you want to rate the remake? I'd give it a solid three and a half. Inches. Yeah, three and a half. All yeah, right. I, I'd say three, three and a half. I wouldn't put that in a four category. No. Well, if you're ever but, looking for a really fun watch with a lot of gore, and I mean a lot of gore, the remake's pretty good. Yeah. All right, well, let's um, the next movie. Now. All right, so we're going to move on. Spiria, Argento territory. We moved that down, I think, as well. A slant had that at... Number 
Six. Slant. Yeah. You, what do you think? Why? We're at what? Number 33. Uh, I'm actually good. I'm better with it being down at 33 than See, six. So here's the thing. Suspiria was great. It's a fantastic movie. It was a good movie. It's it's that giallo. Mm-hmm. Is it giallo or giallo? I always I call it. Giallo. I always call it giallo. But I, you call it giallo, I'll call it giallo, and we're covered. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's like that giallo, you know, shit. You know, Argento was the master, and uh, you know we've talked about uh, Argento through the list uh, previously. So we don't have to sit on it for too long, but um, we really like it. We really like it, and it's good stuff. Yeah, it's a fantastic film. Really good horror mystery, because that, because that's what that is—that giallo, giallo, whatever you want to call it. That is not meant to be horror. That's meant to be mystery mm-hmm. in Italian, with although e- with elements of horror. With elements of horror. And uh, Suspiria is one of his, actually, probably one of his most famous ones in the long run. They actually remade it with uh, Chloe Grace um, Dave, uh, 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 Martini yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, I have not seen the remake. Did they make I a, have not did seen Did they make it a movie or a TV show? No, it's a movie. I heard it's, it was really long. It's three and a half. Oh, it's man. like three hours and some odd minutes long. But, well, you know, did they, here's my question. Did you see it? I have not oh, watched it. I, see, I wonder if it's so long because they added elements. So, Suspiria is a trilogy. Mm-hmm. There's Suspiria, Inferno, which I like Inferno better. And then Inferno there's, uh, what's the other one? It's like the the lady, under, you know what I'm talking about? It's the newest one. I haven't seen mm-hmm. it yet. But anyway, I wonder if they added elements from Inferno. Into, they might have put it all together. Because that would explain the length. Yeah. But, either way, we love it. You've already heard our yep, review. We've already talked about it, so we're going to move on. Uh, let's move on to something that's controversial within my group of friends. Wicker Man. Love Wicker Man. What's controversial? Well, <laughs> we have a friend that feels like this should be way, way higher on the list. So what did the, what did we put it at eventually? 33. So we actually moved it up from Slant's Magazine. 32, I'm sorry. So Slant Magazine had it at 39, and we moved it up to 32. Mm-hmm. So we kind of caved here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great film. It is. It's classic. Christopher Lee. You know, the problem The problem is I have <laughs> I have friends that are like, it needs to be within the top 20. And you know what? Honestly, listen. The movie is great. It is influential. It, it is a classic. It is right up there with the greats. But is it uh, number seven material? To me, no. I so I agree as well. Yeah. I, I I love this movie, and I actually can say that I do enjoy this movie uh, better than a couple of movies I rate above it mm-hmm. that we did put on the list. It is true. But Same. the movies above it are just better horror movies. You know, like I feel like. Uh, you know, your enjoyment level of a movie doesn't always make it the greatest movie yeah. of all time. Yeah. You know, yeah. my, my favorite movie to watch of all time is, and I'll bring this up once again, for you who don't hear this rant, the theatrical cut 
and that was that was a can applauding me. The theatrical <laughs> cut of Conan the Barbarian director's cut sucks balls because it's not a director's cut; it's just something slapped together. But the theatrical cut of Conan the Barbarian might be my favorite movie to watch. Yeah. If I was to make a list of the hundred best movies of all time, I don't even know if it would be on there. Really? But it is my favorite movie to watch. So I don't know. I kind of feel like with Wicker Man, I could see it being one of your favorites, but I just I don't see it being a top twenty one well, of I all time. See, well, I could see. You know some people's views on it. You know, I you know, one person in particular. Who well, will eventually we will get on this podcast. Yes, I understand your view, but this is subjective. This is a, a subjective podcast. This is Rich and I looking at what we feel is the best of the best, and honestly. Wicker Man is, but not as good. It, it is a it is a classic. Oh, I mean, we put it at number thirty four, yeah. five. Yeah, I mean, time. it's it's not, but it's not top fifteen material. Not to us. It's just not. Not to us. But you've already heard our review, and That's we do it. love it. We do love it. So let's. All right. What's the next one? Number thirty. No, it should be number thirty one. Oh no, you're right. Number thirty one. <laughs> American Werewolf in London. Which we love way more than Slant. I do appreciate that Slant put it on their list. But they put it on their list at number 74. And that moved up for us almost 43 spots. Well, and I know that you were kind of okay with where it was. But, listen. This was an influential classic to me. I mean, this movie was fantastic. You know, I love the Howling. I love a lot of these other werewolf movies, Hour of the Wolf and all this. I remember I used to watch the classics. Howling was the first one that I saw. And I remember that, that movie is fucked up, by the way. For you guys that haven't seen it, it is really jacked up. It really is kind of a messed up movie. A lot of nudity, rape. All kinds of stuff in there. But there was something about American Werewolf in London that got me. I loved this movie. I always have. Always will. I still like to revisit it. Um, I feel like John Landis did a really good job with this one. Um, and we've already touched on it before. So we don't really have to get too deep into it. But... Uh, yeah, I, I believe it uh, deserves a spot here. I'm fine with it. You know, we can we did come to this in a mutual decision. Yeah. I mean, some things one of us wanted a little higher or a little lower, but at the end of the day, every single one of these, we both agree right here, this is where they should be. I, I actually wish it was higher. And I but. Would, would like it just a little lower, but not Exactly. Much. But we that's what he's saying. We got to have to. Uh, Make uh, <laughs> you know, we gotta adapt. It's a two person list, all right. So. All right, so we're gonna move on. So, number 30, Carrie. Carrie was on the list, and we already explained that we love this movie, but not as much as the people from Slant who had it as the eighth greatest horror film ever made. I don't think it's the greatest horror film ever made. I, you know, it was Stephen King's classic. 
you know, his original, like, I mean, this is like one of the first things he wrote, like, way back. Well, I think this is his first book to get published. Yeah, it was his first book to get published. I even think I remember the story where he got, like, five grand after he published. It was a, this big thing. Back then, that was a lot of money. Um, really good story. If you guys don't know Carrie, then fuck off. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> Carrie. And this the... is one that is, and we already said this, but we'll just remind you, much better than the remake. Yeah. If you have seen the remake and think, oh my God, I don't want to watch that piece of crap, do watch it, because the remake is terrible and nothing like it. Oh, yeah. The original Carrie, Sissy Spacek, is the best version you can see. It's, it's dated, if you guys are, you know, like, oh, well, you like new movies, like, fuck yourself. Go watch the damn actual original classic. Stop being pussies. Anyway. There's a lot of anger in you tonight. I know. Well, I'm just, sorry. Just turn to the dark side. I'm sorry, you guys. I, I, you know, I just, I'm just looking around at all this crap that's coming out. I'm serious. I'm looking at you guys. Listen. I'm looking at all this crap. All this watered-down crap. Movies being remade into PG-13 pieces of shit. When these same films were done, 90s, 80s, 70s, as R-rated classics. Violence. Sex. Everything the authors wanted you to see. And they're just getting, you know, butchered. I, you know, I, I'm sorry. I just I just had a... There was a movie that came out not too long ago that, re that really upset me. Which one was that? Uh, New Mutants. I have not seen New Mutants. I haven't either. And it was advertised as being an R-rated horror movie Marvel film. Now... The director, and let me let me just tell you this: the poster, you guys, for anybody that might argue this, had an R on it for months and months and months and months. It was an R-rated film. Turns out the director comes, you know, decides it shouldn't be R-rated, and then denied ever making it R-rated, even though the original poster. And the hype and info for it said it was going to be an R-rated Marvel horror film. Said it was R-rated. He came out and said, nope, never was going to be. There was a poster on a fear wall with an R rating on Fake news, bro. Direct, <laughs> lot. No, I'm Board just... Of misinformation. No, dude, I'm just tired of this crap. It's just like, you know... Let me ask you a question about this board. It's, well, look, look at RoboCop. For I'm sorry to get off topic here, but uh, RoboCop. I like Total that. Recall. I All like this that. stuff. Okay. Right? All these remakes. PG-13 trash. I'll be honest with you. Though I did not like it, I think the RoboCop remake being PG-13 made sense only because they changed it so much. Total Recall remake I never watched. No. Because as soon as I saw it was PG-13, I went, can't do it, bro. Guys, 
We're looking at Paul Verhoeven. I love Colin Firth. Guys, we're looking at Paul Verhoeven here, right? His movies are satirical, politically incorrect, weird, super violent. Not always great. Not always great. Always enjoyable. Not always great, but always great, if that makes sense. <laughs> not, not great, but great. Yeah, we know. They know. And, if they're uh, listening to a movie podcast, they know. Um, they're not always good movies, but they're always great movies. You know what I mean? Starship Troopers. Love that movie. None of that shit. That, Starship is one of my favorite films of all time. And you're taking these movies and you're turning them into teenage trash. Like, that's the only reason they're PG-13. They're trying to dumb them down so that uh, more people can see them in the audience. And it's like, you're taking great movies... You're dumbing them down so that younger people can see them. Oh, it's not restricted. But I actually also hate it. I also think that a lot of people just those movies weren't meant to be PG thirteen. Outside of pornography and sexual things, I think most people actually nowadays like the PG thirteen mentality. I don't think people like Uh, uh, darker movies. I I I like the R. Oh, I agree. But I'm just talking about why it's happening. But let's move on. We have ranted long enough. No, man. All right, let's move on. This is going to be our first movie psycho, in a while. Psycho bullshit with, with the Verhoeven remake. So anyway. It sounds like we're going to need a podcast for a Verhoeven remake night. I know. <laughs> All right. Of course, I did just uh, show Crystal the scariest movie that Verhoeven ever made. Showgirls? Showgirls. Yeah. I've never seen Showgirls. I've attempted to watch it twice. Tried to watch it once with my mom. Came in. Oh my god! That came out wrong because of bourbon. But my mom so, came in, and she was like, "I was like, you know, because this came out when I was really young, and uh, it was the freaking hot tub scene." My mom went, "What the hell are you watching?" <laughs> and I was like, "It was just on TV." Anyway, so I didn't get to finish so, it. Well, and then well, I tried Crystal. to watch it with my wife, and we got to the scene two minutes in where they're hopping in the truck, and she went, "Turn this off. This is fucking stupid." <laughs> well, we actually made it all the way through. Crystal, what do you think? That was horrible. It was very hard <laughs> for me to do that. Hated it, was a, it. It was a bad movie. It was very bad. <laughs> and he kept asking me. He's like, you want me to turn this off? I was like, no, now i got to finish it. i got to see how stupid the rest yeah, of it is. Yeah, it's so stupid that you can't stop watching. Well, I've been stopped twice. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. All right. That's the next movie. Okay. So we're going to move on. So that was, um, let's see. Let's look at our list here. So we got The Wicker Man, American Werewolf, London. Somebody has been scratching on the list. And we have done. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) The Descent. What number is Descent? 29? 29. All right. We're going to do our first movie that hasn't been on Slant's list for a while. We, I'm going to wax on about this for a little bit just because the fact that this might be one of my all-time favorite horror movies is definitely in the top four or five for me as far as favorites go. And this is definitely one of my favorite underappreciated directors, the fantastic oh. Bill Marshall, yeah. who keeps getting screwed over and over and over out of a fantastic career, and you're all getting robbed because he keeps getting walked into projects they get a bad rep that has nothing to do with him, and you refuse to see the movie and talk about how terrible the movie is without seeing the movie. 
and you keep screwing this guy over. Over and over. And then he's got to do these little B movies for years hey. until he can get a big budget movie. And then it gets some bad press that has nothing to do with him. The movie ends up being fantastic. And he gets screwed again. And that is literally the story of this guy's career. Yeah. But Neil Marshall. It is kind of the, the truth. Yeah. Neil Marshall is a fantastic director. He, if you are a fan of HBO or Showtime television, he's probably directed the best episodes of your TV shows because he usually ends up having to direct those because after he gets a big budget movie, none of you see it for reasons that have nothing to do with him. And I'm referencing all of his big budget movies right now except for The Descent. But The Descent's fantastic. This is, I dragged so many people to this movie so many times. I probably saw this movie 10, 11 times in the theater. Hell, I used to watch this movie at work. We saw it the first time. Yeah. Together. This we walked. I remember uh, Rich and I walked from his uh, college house all the way down to Riverside Theater in Reno. Because I wanted to see this movie. We walked. Remember I that? We I just, know. We just, and you hadn't seen it yet. I hadn't seen it. I said... I said, I remember this whole conversation. When I was just a movie by a guy I like named Neil Marshall. You want to go see it? And you were like, yep. Yep. <laughs> so we went. And I'll tell you what. It's a bloodbath. Oh, this is a It's, a, a it's, it's intense. Movie. It's bloody. And let me tell you this. When I said bloody, it's bloody. Mm-hmm. It's a bloody survival story. Deep in a cave. Creatures. Women. And once more. Blood. 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 Oh, there is a particular scene. Because uh, we can't um, give away the story. Because it, it is story-driven. Oh, it's I mean, very story-driven. There, there is a story there. So we I can't mean, the basic synopsis of the beginning of the movie is a group of women, after a tragedy, who haven't spoken together in a long time, yep. decide to reconnect. Yep. And they decide to go spelunking yep. in a cavern in... I want to say well, it was Appalachia. Yeah, it was something. It was up in the mountains of like South. So yeah, yeah, it's in yeah, Appalachia, yeah. and uh, there. I'm not gonna give away so, anything and, more and, than that. And I remember it, it's somewhere that was almost uncharted. It was well, uncharted. Yeah, you yeah. just gave away one of the plot points. But but it's okay. The one yes, one of the women wanted. This is a, unfortunately gave away this slight plot point. One of the women wants to test their metal. So she takes them to an uncharted cave, well, and they all think they're going to be in a charted cave. Well, here's the thing, and this is why this wasn't so much of a spoiler. Because if you go into a cave, and you meet creatures... It's probably It's uncharted. obviously not a charted cave. Well, yeah, but they, you know they, I mean? they, they go into this cave for quite a while before the creatures arrive, thinking it's charted, and yeah. they see things that they ignore, because they think they're in a charted yeah. cavern. It, it, really, but, it, it really is something else. And it, it, it was a it's kind of a kind of a soft spot for me for that one with 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 uh, with Dose Rich because that was one of a you know one of our little you know many of our things we just like let's walk up there I'm yeah. like let's do it yep we walked up there and ended up seeing one of the best horror films that we had seen Ever. in years yeah years and years and years oh I know this is uh... and. and uh, it was a good one. This is a killer film. This is claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. It's suspenseful. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, it's action-packed. It does have... He did say... He's right. It is story-driven. There is a good story. Now, the one caveat I will say is I do think the film is better with the international ending. 
If yeah. you do get a Blu-ray that offers both the U.S. cut and the international cut, the only difference is that there is a about eight and a half second scene that was cut at the very end from the U.S. cut, yeah. and I think it makes the film better. It makes the tone of the film more horrific. Well, and it, it, it adds a it adds a uh, a sense of. Uh, Loss, yes, and desperation. Oh yeah, there's there's there is no when you watch the international cut, there's there's no happy ending. Exactly. The last, you know, (laughs) they they literally splice out eight seconds. That's it. You're just missing eight seconds. But that eight seconds, I think, takes the movie to a whole nother level. Yeah, and it it is bleak. I think the ending of the international version, it just is like, oh shit, Mm -hmm. there is no savior. There, there are uh, salvation. I should say, not savior. Yeah. And, um, uh, oh yeah. No. And and uh, you know, if you watch the U.S. version, you're gonna love it too, because we saw the U.S. version yep. multiple times before we had a chance to see the international version. And it, I think it just took it to another level. Yeah, it does. It takes it to a way another level. And um, yeah. I will say, because um, I got on a little Neil Marsh rant, I do want to finish it. Uh, that all of you people. All those people need to give his movies that you refuse to see. For it has nothing to do with him. A chance, and I'm going to list them. I'm going to go to his filmography right now. Okay, okay. I'm going to explain to you why you fucked this guy over. (laughs) All right. So he does. Killing Time, Dog Soldiers, and The Descent. All great films. Some. And then he gets to do a film that everybody compared to a movie sequel we just talked about 28 weeks later mm-hmm. and say it's a 28 weeks later knockoff B version. And so everyone refuses to see the film. Even though the film was marketed that way by the people who were marketing it and the people on the internet, in the movie, from the get-go, he said was an homage to Escape from New York and Mad Max and a a George Romero movie about motorcycle... Anyway, Doomsday, which if you like those films, Doomsday is a fun, awesome, amazing film. I will um, concur with that. Doomsday was awesome. It's violent, it's gory, it's got a hot lead actress. I mean, come on. So then he gets... Kicked out into the nothingness and has to do your favorite Game of Thrones episodes, your favorite Black Sails episodes, your favorite Constantine and Hannibal episodes. And has to do B-movies like Centurion, which is good, and Tales of Halloween, which is also good. But finally gets another chance to do a big-budget movie. And he does a fantastic version of Hellboy... That none of you went to see I know. because Ron Perlman threw a bitch fit on Twitter and pretended like he was fucked out of the movie when fucking Guillermo del Toro and him wanted like a $400 million budget. So Sony said no because they weren't going to give him $400 million to make a Hellboy movie. Guys, I will say this. The newest Hellboy is amazing. And, amazing. And, and even Crystal. Crystal, say it in the mic. 
Amazing. It was the best Hellboy I've seen. And I'm sorry, Ron Perlman. You were good in your PG-13 little, you know, teenage Hellboy romp. But, but uh, the new one... It's like uh, opening the Hellboy comic book. Oh, yeah. It, it, it is Hellboy like really book. getting down to it. And nobody... And I will agree with Price on this one. And that's Dose Rich, by the way, when I say Price. Um, nobody fucking saw the movie. I remember when we went in the first time. And I saw it twice in the theater. I remember when we went in there. Nobody was in the fucking movie theater. And everyone that was loved it. And we loved it. Yep. And we all did. In fact, we dragged a friend who was very hesitant. And he had to actually, because he is a huge girl on the was like, it was pretty good. It was good. Yeah. And yeah. that for him is like saying, yeah, it was better. Yeah. And guess what? That movie was made with $26 million. So if you would imagine, Guillermo del Toro had a $68 million budget for the first one, which is an equivalent of a $120 million budget. They had given Neil Marshall $120 million. Who knows how good that movie would have been. Well, the movie was violent. It was crazy. And it was it funny. Actually, it was exactly like the comics. Exactly. It was funny. It was gritty. It was... Oh, we're not man. alone in this. Because Mike McNola, the writer of the comics, has come out and said that's his preferred version yes, of the film. Because that's what they wrote. Yes. That is what they envisioned. But in the, you know, we're not talking shit about the other Hellboys because I actually really like them. I'm, I'm just saying... I am okay. a little bit. I'm just saying because listen now. Listen, you're destroying this man's career. Yeah. Go see his movies. Exactly. <laughs> now listen, man. I do like. I am talking a little bit of shit, but I I still love. You know, I love Ron Perlman's Hellboys and and Del Toro and all that stuff. I mean, but listen, I am talking a little bit of shit here. Those were not the true comic book movies. They were good films, yes, but the actual true comic book adaptation is the new one. Was the new one? It was awesome. It was funny. I mean, the dudes fighting. Gi- I mean, come on now. The giant scene was amazing. The giants. I mean, he's cutting. I can't say too much because I don't want to ruin everything. But listen, go watch that movie. And when you're done, and tell us, tell us that that is not. What Hellboy was supposed to be. And marvel at how low of a budget it had. Yeah. Just look up the budget and go, he did that with mm-hmm. that? And none of you saw it. Ruined his career. None and, of you. And he's, the dude's back to doing B-movies and in, now, like, Russia. <laughs> and now, no second follow-up. I, pisses me off. I actually you know what's really sad. Uh, and we got off on a tangent, but it's still really sad. I don't think Neil Marshall's going to get a third time. No, he's not. I don't think so. I think he'll be doing television and B-movies from Russia for the rest of his life. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to move on to Brain Dead. Number 28. And by the way, this is also known as Dead Alive. Guys, this movie, if you don't know, is one of the uh, this is pure Jackson. probably one of the goriest movies. Of course, this might be the goriest. Yeah, movie. It, it, you know, <laughs> I almost think 
like Brian, you know, Dosrishis said, I this is probably one of the goriest movies ever filmed. I mean, right from the start, it's probably the goriest film you'll ever see. Um, and I, I feel, and it's funny. Yeah, I you know I this is gonna be the reason this is higher on the list. At least I push for it to be higher on the list. I I don't know why. Uh, Rich Pratt pushed for it to be behind the list, but for my personal reasons, uh, I think this, and it did come second, so obviously you got to master the formula by watching the first one. But I actually think for the formula of slapstick gore horror, this is better than Evil Dead 2. And it is, is, and it is slapstick, and it is what uh, now I know it came out after. I, I want to say it came out after yeah, it did. The, the Evil Deads. Yeah, it did. Because the Evil Deads were way early. Yeah, they're, they're 80s. This is early 90s. Yeah, but yeah. But I just saying, like, but, it, and so you got to learn from them, but I just think this is the formula perfected. This movie yeah. is, like, if you like Evil Dead 2 and you're like, nothing else out there is like it, you need to watch Brain Dead. Cause it, it's, I, and, and guys. And it's got the best line ever. I can't for the Lord. <laughs> don't look for Brain Dead. Look for Dead Alive. I in America, it's Dead Alive. Yeah. And, uh,. Dose Rich is right. Best line in the movie. I kick ass for the Lord. <laughs> and, and, and he does. For, for a minute. Yeah. Yes. And then, I mean, what happens to It's amazing. He gets, he gets torn asunder. There is a custard scene in this film. Oh, my God. Yes. L- <laughs> listen. Listen. Dead Alive is not for the faint of heart. Is not for the squeamish. <laughs> it is gory <laughs> and it is disgusting. But the level of gore, it, you get desensitized pretty. Yeah, quick. and it is done in a humorous way. But the custard scene, I will say this: this vomitous. The custard scene. And oh, I know. Oh, oh, oh it's actually cu- so the the custard scene is. <laughs> Far grosser and more disturbing than when he chainsaws an entire house full of people into mush. Yeah. Actually, in lawnmowers. lawnmowers. It was a lawnmower. Yeah, lawnmowers. Yeah. He starts the chainsaw and it craps out, and then he goes to the lawnmower. Yeah. Hey, but hey, that doesn't ruin anything. Don't worry about it. No, no, don't so worry about it. So this is... Uh, Just remember, guys, the custard scene. It's disgusting. Little little trivia here, and then you, I don't think you'll find this on any website, but if you do, but this is just from experience. House of the Dead Overkill. Fantastic fun time to play on the Wii that no one ever really played those adult games on it. The final boss straight from Dead Alive. Another um, Get back at my woo. <laughs> another mention. House of the Dead. You bowl. Great film. No. No. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> no, Boy, I'm... That, that, that one would be in Alexandria's Corner except we hadn't forced her to watch it. Well, I told you I walked out. <laughs> it was the only movie I ever walked out on. I've never walked uh, out on a film. I wish I had walked I had to. I stuck it out. I had to walk out. It was Josh and I, and we walked the heck out. I think I believe I saw that with John Sledge. Yeah. And, uh, that, uh, that was bad. We walked right on out. But, but anyway, we, we don't want to talk uh, about that. It's that bad. All right. But I will say... You'll love this movie. Uh, and, you know, we forgot to rate The Descent. Obviously, that was a five. Oh, yeah. Movie. Descent's five. And Brain Dead or Slash Dead Alive is also a <coughs> five rich film. And, you know, and the premise of this film <coughs> is it's a combination of, like, an evil dead <coughs> possession type 
thing <coughs> mixed ah. with a little bit of arachnophobia. Sorry, didn't mean to cough It's there, like there's a little bit of an arachnophobia vibe. But, with like uh, a strange creature. Yeah, you know what? I can't, uh, I can't deny um, Dead Alive a five. Yeah, I know. It was a, it's Peter Jackson. So you got to remember, this is this is your Lord of the Rings guy. Before he did your fabled, you know, fantasy shit. Well, you know, I actually think, and I, I don't get me wrong, Lord of the Rings is his best films, but I think that his best movie, <laughs> as far as just easiest to watch, Frighteners. Yeah, oh yeah. Frighteners, Frighteners was awesome. I just wanted to bring Michael J. Great, Fox. Yeah, great, oh, yeah, great movie. Jake Busey. Actually did a really good job in there too. That's a good thing. Yeah, I, Frighteners is a great film. Actually, if you not on the list, but uh, at the same time. Oh, that that is. That's five, Rich. Frighteners. Yeah. Yeah. Frighteners is. If you are a weak stomached person who can't handle the gore of Dead Alive or uh, Brain Dead, however you find the copy, the Frighteners, no real gore. No. And a fantastic, funny horror film. Yeah, and if you like Michael J. Fox. Last great movie. Yeah, that was a great movie. Um, Jake Busey, Gary Busey's son, plays the uh, villain in the movie. I mean, it's it's a really good time. Oh yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I I mean, overall, I think the Lord of the Rings is Peter Jackson's best movie, but uh, they're so long. Yeah, but Frighteners is short, fun. You can watch yep. it all the time. But all right, let's move on. We're getting uh, we're getting low on the list here and. All right, we're gonna get we're gonna finish this episode out here in not too long. What's the next number? So I figure we'll probably stop at number twenty. No worries, but what, what's the next number we're doing? So the next number we're gonna do. Oh, and the one after this. This is something we, we're gonna talk about. But the very next one. Guys, everybody's heard of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If you haven't, then you don't know horror. Okay. Which we put number 27. That is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, 27. Which comes down quite far from Slant's number one of all time. And we've given multiple, multiple reasons. Hold on. Let's look here. One, two. Yeah, 28. 20, number 28. Uh, Texas is number 28. Yeah, yeah. Which comes down from number one. Mm-hmm. Quite a now, bit. now, see, listen, guys. <clears throat> I don't understand why Slant put Texas Chainsaw Massacre at number one. Now, I now look. There are some seriously seriously intense and screwed up scenes in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm ser- I, I mean, we, we all know this if you've seen the original. Okay? We know this. The grandfather oh, hit her in the head! You know, all this stuff. I can't say too much because, you know, you might not have seen it, but watch it and you'll see what I'm talking about. But we, we are literally isolating some of the most disturbing scenes in horror movie cinema around the worst acting and probably worst film horror movies ever made. (laughs) 
Does that make sense? Yeah, it's, it is. You know what I mean? I mean, there is a, a few scenes. So it's like you put a bubble around the... And I'm actually making the motion, just so you know. You put a bubble around the, the most disturbing things you've ever seen in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then you take everything else and you throw it out in the fucking lake because it sucked. The acting sucked. The cinematography sucked. Everything sucked in that movie except for that little bubble that I'm sure you're hearing me draw. And so when Slant put that up front as their number one thing, I was thinking to myself, I was like, dude, how could you do this? I mean, don't get me wrong. It is extremely screwed up in certain scenes. But once again, hear me drop. Here's that bubble. Here's that little bubble. You know, where, okay, there's some of the most screwed up things you've ever seen. And the stupidest things you've ever seen. And in that bubble is the screwed up stuff. And outside of it is the stupid stuff. Well, that bubble is hella small. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that is a very small bubble. There are um, some scenes in that film that define the horror genre. It had people walking out of the theater. I, I know this, what, 1973? People freaking out and leaving and all this. But that was then. You look at it now... And there are still some very hard-hitting scenes where you're like, what the hell am I watching? And that's about five minutes of the movie. All together. And that's that's the that's the meat hook scene and then the the dining scene. And the rest of it is just like Hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's just like huh. So yes. It revolutionized horror at the time. In 1973 or 74 or whatever the hell it came out. It was right around there. It was before Jaws. This is this is 2022. And you got guys going, The best horror film ever made was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Watch the movie, you guys. Watch it. If you can make it past the acting in the van in the beginning of the movie, well, God bless you. <laughs> because I'll tell you right now, God bless you. Because I'll tell you right now, it, it's the worst acting known to man. Even the first, well, not the first kill, but first kill is actually one of the most effective kills. But all I'm saying is, guys, Watch the movie. Slant. Watch the movie. Slant. Slant. Watch the movie again. It, it, it's hardcore. Yeah. From about 25, 56 minutes into the movie. And then it stops until the very end with Leatherface, like, you know, chasing the truck driver. That poor truck driver. Don't, 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 uh, you know, don't be 
don't try to be these people, Sawyer. Don't be these people that are like, oh, well, it was. It was. It ain't anymore, Slant. <laughs> Fuck you. The movie was great. I, I get it. You know, back then, people were walking out of the theaters in 1973. You know what they're doing now? They're laughing. <laughs> they're laughing, Slant. Get something else. You fucks. I'm pissed. I'm sorry. My parents are listening to this. I'm sorry for all the curse words, but fuck you, Slant. Fucking fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You, you sons of... I know it was a good horror movie. Number one. Fucking assholes. Anyway. All right. Let's we're going to move on. Anyway. <laughs> I had I had to do my thing there. It was a good movie. It ain't number one. I'll tell you that right now. I'd put fucking Babes. Babes. Who hurts you? I'd I'd <laughs> Who put hurts I, you? I, I still think it was number twenty seven. You keep scribbling on the list here. I don't care. I know he's done doodled everywhere. <laughs> I don't care. What? I'm tired of this number one Texas chainsaw mask stuff. Alright. Let me see what we got. We got uh, number 26, Possession. Oh, so guys, anyway, I'm, I, I got to apologize for my, you know, meltdown on <laughs> Texas Chainsaw. Okay? It, it's just one of those things. It's just like, you know, you can't put a number one movie. Like, tech, you, you, anyway, a, anyway, we're going to move on. So uh, anyway, we agree. Possession. Yeah. Which we loved. And now, we watched it. Now, here's the thing about Possession. Remember, and, you, and you, you should remember that I was actively trying to hunt it down. And we did. And I found it. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, it was a journey. Mm-hmm. It, it was a journey. Like, it was something else. I mean, seriously. Um if you have any type of marital problems, don't watch the movie. <laughs> no, we loved it, but we, strangely enough, even though we loved it, it did move down three slots yeah. from Slant at number 23. But we did love it. It was interesting. Yeah. And, and then... Very intense. Oh, yeah. We we uh, we discussed it in quite detail. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we, uh, we highly recommend Anyway, uh, so once again, sorry about the rant. Oh, we're good. You got to rant about some stuff, otherwise it wouldn't be a podcast. I will say this. Exactly. I will say this about Possession. Amazing. Um, I don't think I have ever, ever seen marital drama unfold in such a realistic fashion and as intensely as it did as I have on Possession. I, I really don't. I, I The movie was uncomfortable. I remember uh, Dose Rich was actually over here watching it with us. And I remember we were all just like fixated on the TV. Just like, what the hell? Oh no! Yeah. It, oh, it, it was. It I mean, wrapped the, me in very. In the fighting, in the, it is actually depressing. Mm-hmm. 
on how realistic the um, marital drama was. What did you think? I mean, it, it no, was, I agree. I think that was one of the better uh, marital drama films I've ever seen, even if it wasn't a horror film. And you know, we did read that the American version was turned into a body horror film, and they cut all that out. Explains why in America it didn't do well, because that was the that was the that was what made the movie. Yeah, it's what made the movie, yeah. and uh, it was fantastic. I loved oh, hey, of it. course, I got I happened to get my hands on the European version. And we got to see the transfer. I mean, there there was really weird um, horror body, like body horror gore. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen until the back end of the film. The rest of the movie was extremely fucked up with the, uh, the amount of um, marital fighting and custody battle and everything else i mean it was probably the most realistic uh, marital drama i think i've ever seen it was almost it was almost over the it, it was, was almost too much yeah it was uncomfortable time. yeah it was almost too much i remember that we were all three of us you're going oh man. man oh man well some of the time we were even going <laughs> you know, I, I was wanting to go outside and have a smoke. I was like, dude, I don't. Uh. Oh, I agree. And I'm a vapor. I could have stayed inside. I'm like, I want to go outside. <laughs> so it, it was very uncomfortable. It was fantastic. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. So if you can get your hands on this, which is actually kind of hard, by the way, I spent like $60 getting this copy of this. Talk about it enough, it'll be on Shutter. Yeah. Well, it probably is now. Which, which we will bring up with the next film. Yes. So, so we're gonna move. So, so let's move on. So, number so possession. I I give possession a five. Yeah, we already we already rated a five. Yeah. But Devils. we will, we will. I think this is number twenty-five. Devils. We move this up from number eighty-seven on oh, Old yeah. Slant magazine. And we talked it up, and we are pretty sure one of you out there works for Slant. Because every one of these movies that we talked up is on now Shutter. on Shutter. You know what? Mere I mean, weeks after we brought up how awesome they were. You know what? And we couldn't find them. If you remember, we had to spend so much money. Yeah, do you remember us talking about how we couldn't find these films? We couldn't find them. The version of this movie that I found, I had to get from a guy that was bootlegging this crap. Of course, I did get the full uncut version. Which is probably not what's on show. Exactly. I was able to get the entire unabridged full cut. So I will give it to this guy. But we couldn't find this shit anywhere. And then Shudder. And then also Shudder. Ah! You know what? We're just going to. Someone from Shudder. You're you're clearly listening to our podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Once again, why don't you sponsor it? We have our contact information you know out there. We have time to discuss we keep, terms. We keep saying your fucking name, Shudder. <laughs> Shudder. Shudder. We're, they have Creepshow. We're advertising for them. Why aren't you giving us money, Shudder? They're just stealing our ideas, man. I'll kill you, Shudder. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> so... We talked it up. We loved Devils. We loved it. It was good. And you should totally watch it, but you already 
have a review out there for it if you want. Scroll back. Let's move yeah. on to let's move on number twenty four. Yeah, because we're gonna we're probably gonna stop at twenty. I'm thinking twenty four is my wife's all time oh, favorite horror buddy. movie, and she wanted me to put it number one on the list if she had the pick. And it's I brought this movie up once already when we discussed Raw and how Slant said Raw is like this movie, and I said, well, then why is that movie not on the list? Which Ginger is Snaps. Ginger Snaps. Guys, guys, I will say this right now. Ginger Snaps uh, is actually a favorite of mine as well. Oh, it's a great film. I love it because I have a weird thing with werewolfism and stuff like that. Um, even since I was younger, I like werewolf movies. I like werewolf stories. I like werewolf lore. Mm-hmm. Always have. You know this, mm-hmm. Rich. Um not quite as intense as Todd did, you know, to, <laughs> but but at the same, you know, our friend Todd. You know, anyway. It's an inside joke. Yeah, but uh, um, always liked werewolf films, and Ginger Snaps absolutely deserves to be a, a, is a, where it is. I th- it is uh, it might be the best werewolf movie. It is one of the best, and honestly, even number two was pretty was pretty solid. Yeah. Um, Number three was okay. It was okay, but yeah, the first yeah. two, very, very solid werewolf films. Um, uh, what's her name? Perkins? Um, the girl that, uh, you remember Beverly Marsh? Beverly Marsh from the, the Tim Curry original It? Um, that's her. So... Yeah. Yeah, no, she is one of the sisters. Yeah, there, this is she's the star sister. Yeah, this is, this this is a story of two sisters who are slightly strange, a little obsessed with the macabre, suicide, mm-hmm. and, you know, and yeah, they run into a creature at night. Mm-hmm. It bites one of them, brutalizes and, her too. Yeah. I mean, it it is a pretty brutal yeah. scene. Yeah, and then they start <laughs> to drift apart as the sister who was attacked, bitten, however mm-hmm. is. Slowly changing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've read, I don't know, I haven't gone in depth talking to my wife why she likes it. I showed her this movie, she's loved it ever since. Uh, But I have read that a lot of women do like this movie because apparently the hardcore analysis of this movie is that the change deals with getting your period. Yes. And puberty first, sexual attraction. Well, it it, it does deal with it heavily in the film. Remember the mother? Are you getting your period? And and they talk about it a lot. But I will say this. Was was I the one that showed you this? Ginger Snaps? Yeah. I don't think so. Did we watch it the first time in the bluffs? Don't know. We watched it together. I know we've watched it together. I don't know if it was the first time. I, don't I know. think it was the first time we saw. I'll it. go with that. Yeah, I'll definitely go with that. And I actually think Grant was there. I'll uh, go Grant, with that too. Uh, Grant, uh, by the way, is a friend of ours who was a roommate at the time. Yeah, but um, I think we did, and I remember we were like, "What the fuck?" And I remember we were like, "Dude, this is awesome!" It was a fantastic film. Oh, an awesome werewolf movie. And he and Price is or, uh, or Dose Rich is right. Sorry, I call him Price. That's uh, Stevens and Price. You know, that's our last names. But uh, let, let's let, we'll just keep it at Dose Rich. But uh, Dose Rich is right. Um, it deals with uh, uh, ministration, 
um, the first coming of womanhood and all this kind of thing. Uh, attraction to boys at first. But the way it goes about it is so hardcore. And the werewolf portions of the film are so hardcore. Oh, yeah. It's just like, it can't just be a woman's film. I mean, it, oh, it, no, it's not. It, it, you know, some people could have said at some points it could have been, but it can't be. I mean, you, you know, what's weird is I, I've, I've read that that is like the hardcore analysis of it. What's interesting is I disagree with that. That's on the surface. The really, really in depth thing is it's about being alienated from somebody you love because you change. Exactly. It's about changing so, around someone you yeah. love to the point where you don't know if you love them anymore. Well, well, you, you take the two sisters. Yeah. And they've been inseparable, right? Mm-hmm. They do all their macabre stuff. Cause, and by the way, you guys, if you don't know, that's, that was their thing. They were very, like he was saying, you know, uh, Dose was saying earlier. That was what their bonding. That was their bonding thing. They always made these films about, you know, mock suicide and morbid stuff. And once uh, Ginger gets bit by this werewolf, she starts to mature sexually. And starts to become like a predator towards boys. And so she moves away and separates herself from her sister. And a lot of the movie does deal with her sister trying to cope with not having her rock and her best friend there. Because they're outcasts. They always were. And... uh, it's a very you know what we can't go too much further because it'll ruin the movie but it is a fantastic werewolf movie fantastic um drama really when you think about it and there is some comedic elements there not much i'll tell you no it's a well-rounded film it's a little bit but it but it is well-rounded as as does rich just said um you would not be doing yourself an injustice by watching it so, it definitely deserves this place where it is. I agree. And that is a five rich movie. Exactly. I would give that a five. Easy. All right. We're going to move on to the next one. Ah. All right. What number are we at? Okay. 23, right? Yep. 23. Reanimator. Oh, here comes one of my other friends. Least liked. We moved this up quite a bit. (laughs) From way down at number 65 on Slant's list. I mean, we discussed all the reasons we like this. Guys. It just comes down to it's a really well-rounded, enjoyable film. And you know what? It's fun. Yeah, super fun. It's a fun movie. Despite it being... Ultra gory, and it, and it is. But it's weird. I mean, unless you have an actual aversion to gore, which people do, and you can stand it if the movie doesn't obsess with it, it's not that type of movie. It, like the gore is there, but it doesn't concentrate on it. It's, no, well, it, it does, well, but yeah, well, not in a, a way, little bit. Not in a way that unless you have an aversion to it, will be distasteful. Guys, it's fun. Yeah, it's a fun. It's fun it's thing. done in a, in a way that is comedic. Fast-paced and goofy. Yes, the gore is there. Some of it very strong, but at the same time, goofy. Mm-hmm. It really is. I mean, come on. 
And we can't say much about it without ruining the movie, but there, there is a decapitated head. This is the only spoiler I'll give that gives uh, Cunnilingus to a woman. And, you know, so that kind of gives you an idea of where this movie is. You might be turned off by this, but at the same time, you, have, you also have to understand, it's coming from a source material from H.P. Lovecraft that uh, a director named Stuart Gordon, who is known to kind of take over his stuff from beyond, um, you know, Castle Freak, things like that. He comes in and does that kind of shit. And uh, he makes it, he's not ultra serious. I would say, and we talked about uh, in the you know in the mouth of madness, uh, you know, with John Carpenter, that was much more serious than something like Stuart Stuart Gordon was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I agree. You know that the Lovecraftian shit that you saw in um, in the mouth of madness is way more serious than what you'd see in Stuart Gordon's movie. There's a little bit of well, not all of his movies, I should say, but. And reanimated. It is done almost in a comedic fashion. The gore is so over the top. The subject matter is so over the top. And I mean way over the top. That he almost had no choice but to be comedic. You know? I mean, if you would have if you would have been dead serious the whole movie. No one would get to watch it. Nobody would have seen it. It would have been X-rated. Yeah. It's funny. It's quirky. Um, you like the character. You even like uh, Herbert West, who's a real piece of crap. You end up liking him in the end. and I don't know. It was a really good movie. Oh, yeah. We loved it. Um, gore fest, for sure, but done in a tasteful way to where, you know, you have fun with the film. Um, and it is a classic. You cannot deny it. Stuart Gordon's Reanimator is a gore classic, horror classic, no matter how you look at it, gore or horror. That is a horror movie classic, and it deserves to be where it's at. I know somebody that will yell at me for this, but it is what it is. It's true. I agree. It deserves to be where it's at. All right, so we are moving on to number Twenty-two. Oh, yeah. My yeah. personal favorite and zombie film. Mine. And little trivia on this movie. In the linear notes of a movie that's already on this list for its Blu-ray release called Evil Dead 2. Necronomicon version. Uh, one of the commentators is talking about how he got to choose between seeing this movie or Evil Dead 2 in the theater and how he was the cool kid who chose Evil Dead 2, and he made the right choice, and yada, 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 because this movie's a piece of crap. And I have this to say. You're an idiot! I can't believe that even got in that package, because this movie is actually better All right. than Evil Dead 2. One, and then two, these movies are both so good, why would you not just see them both? Okay. And that's what I have to say about that. So I have to and say... And we're talking about... Oh, go ahead. Return to... oh. of the Living Dead. <laughs> now, Brains! Brains! More, more brains. Send more brains. <laughs> yeah. 
Send more cops. Send more paramedics. Yeah, he says it both. Send more paramedics. <laughs> and then, send more cops. <laughs> so, guys, listen. I am right there with Richard on this one. We couldn't be more together on anything if we tried. So, <laughs> Return of the Living Dead is one of my favorite zombie movies ever made and had it not been for for uh, dose rich i would never have seen it so i saw well that's not totally true i saw uh i saw returning the living dead 2 when i was living down in in citrus heights because you gotta remember I, we're up in reno now i was living in california at the time it was a late night cable thing and I saw this guy like take this bite out of his mom's head like an apple, <laughs> and it was it was, but I never would have seen Return of the Living Dead one had it not been for Price. For I'm sorry, I keep saying his last name, Price Dose Rich, <laughs> and uh, it doesn't matter. You guys are gonna know who we are eventually, but um, I saw this movie with him. He's like, you gotta watch this, <laughs> and I'll remember. I'll never forget it. I was laughing my ass off. There, <laughs> there, that whole opening scene of that movie had me dying. Oh, I mean, these guys are freaking out. Uh, I mean, things are coming alive. The soundtrack. Oh, dude, guys are they're screaming. Hey, you gotta open the door. There is a scene in the beginning of this movie where he's like, okay, now you guys just open that door. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Exactly. He's like, well, let's get them. Just open it. <laughs> they open that freezer door and that freak show because they're <laughs> so fast. They can't even continue. It, there, there is some shit in that movie that makes me laugh every time I see it. And of course, an extremely hot stripping scene. And it's a strip and done scene in that the character stays naked for the rest of yes. the film. Yes. So if you ever want to see it, a fantastic butt running around. Oh man. And she and she she is probably the hottest chick I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm serious. That's why they cast you. It's a good I mean, am I wrong? Oh yeah, no, this I mean, this movie has every element of exploitation. But, this might actually be the last great exploitation flick ever made. But, it's got nudity. I mean, it's got sex. It's got... Uh, she was the hottest chick I've ever... But anyway. <laughs> but anyway. What'd you say? Uh, I, sorry, his, love. His wife's back <laughs> in the room. Um, 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 anyway. The one thing I can say is that opening, when they're teaching him the ins and outs of oh. that medical supply company. Like, well, you know, we got this, we got that. When the shit hits the fan, you guys, when you watch this movie, that is probably one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen. The way that they react <laughs> once things get infected, which I won't tell you how that happens, is probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, this shit is ridiculously funny. 
Oh, yes. Killer, killer. I mean, it really is. I mean, it, 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 like he just said, killer funny. I mean, I don't know if I've ever laughed as hard. The, 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 the scene in the freezer is probably the one that kills me the most. All right, Dad, you just open it up. <laughs> You'll know what I mean if you watch Oh, yeah. A little trivia for the opening in the Metal to Supply Company. Pay careful attention to the scenery, especially the eye test. Yep. The eye test. Yes, is there, there, there is a hidden message. And I, you know, I had to be told this. I didn't know this originally, um, but I did read it. It is funny. And, uh, yes, read the eye chart in the background. Uh, pause it if you need to, but I mean, guys, the whole the whole movie is crazy. Oh, and the the special effects are fantastic. The gore uh, effects are good. I mean, it's a it's a great zombie yeah, film. Yeah, exactly. But the humor level and it it, it is, is it is way up there. It's like almost at a ten. Oh, I honestly, yeah, I know that you guys might think that we're exaggerating here, but I actually might put this movie in my top 100 comedies. I would. I might. I mean, it wouldn't be super high because I'm on a movie just trying to be a comedy, but this would probably make Oh, no, no, because it wasn't just a comedy. No, that's what I'm saying. So there's there's straight comedies that are funnier, but this would easily be like 83 or something in my top 100 comedies. And and, uh, you're getting one of the best comedies combined with one of the best Oh, it's fucking... And of course, it's got one of the best zombie models. Oh yeah, it, only one. Now, now the rest of the zombies, I will tell you this, look like zombies. Sludge, sludge model. But yeah. the slut, the, the the army zombie. Yeah. The barrel zombie is probably one of the most iconic. <laughs> it's probably one of the best zombies. Anyway, take our word for it. We're off on a tangent on this because it actually means something. It's good stuff. Oh, this is a five. All right. Oh, five, it's five for five, me. Five, Rich. And this, like I said, this is my favorite zombie film. And if you, you would watch this and you don't end up liking it, I don't even know what to tell you. This is sad, really. Sucks to be you, yeah. losers. I mean, this is that. <laughs> this is a movie of that. Yeah, this, this movie is that good. If you can't enjoy this, I don't know what you're enjoying in life. No, I loved it. And I don't like movies, so... <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we got two more before we end off our night. Vi. Oh, number twenty-one. Uh-huh. And this v. is this is a v. v. Sorry, Vi. This is a this is an all um, dose rich thing as as well as the next one. All right. So number twenty-one V is. Funny enough, what Black Sunday, the movie I was talking about, is based off of, it's a witch tale. It's based off of a Russian folklore uh, story that is like their Dracula. Uh, It is that popular of a book. And this movie is amazing. The special effects are out of this world. I'm going to show, because Dose Rich hasn't seen it anyway, Primo Rich here. Check this out. Look at this shit. Imagine this shit in action throughout the film. Yeah, you hear that? Oh, damn. Like, these special effects for 1967 with the ghouls and the armies of the the witch. I mean, it's an awesome film. It looks amazing. It's trippy looking. The storyline is fantastic. 
But basically, the storyline is about a witch who is terrorizing a village. And what ends up happening? Now, V, I believe, translates to uh, something to do with a witch. But I don't know for sure because there is another remake movie. It's actually really good, and I want to bring it up just because it's really good. But it's a different feel. If you liked Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. The remake. <coughs> you mean the the Depp one? Yeah, the Johnny yeah, Depp yeah, Sleepy yeah, Hollow yeah. Tim Burton. Yeah. If you like that, there's a remake of this movie that's fantastic um, for that vibe. I wish you could get it in the original Russian in America. You can't because the fucking dubbing is not good. I, you know, If you could find it in Russian and you want to let us know how to find it so I can... Own yeah, this movie guys, with subtitles. If you can, please but let us know. It's known as Forbidden Empire. Forbidden Empire. Yeah, that okay, can, so, okay. And I've been told that that's the actual translation for V, but I don't understand how one word can translate to two words. But hey, you know, everything's weird. But anyway, this is uh, a Soviet movie from the Soviet Empire, so a lot of people haven't seen it. Uh, but I highly recommend you do it. Basically, some seminary students get wrapped up in this witch, in this village. Things get insane. Now, the remake changes it because they wanted to make an adventure series. And I don't know how well that series will do because V2, or Forbidden Empire 2, which had Jackie Chan and Arnold Schwarzenegger, was not very good. Uh-huh. Outside of their parts. I just didn't like it as much. But maybe it made a ton of money and they'll keep making them. But that adds an adventurer who's almost like an Indiana Jones type adventure type who Sleepy Hollow type, you know, comes in with his sure. little gadgets and everything. And like I said, it looks amazing, fantastic remake, really enjoyable, but it's goofy fun like Sleepy Hollow was. V, v itself is a hardcore horror film. Huh. It's slow. If you like ghost stories, if you like witches, if you like the look of that 60s and 70s Italian-like look, yeah. but actually taken to another level by Slavic people, like, if you like Mario Bava or you like freaking, you know, uh, Dario Argento and you want to see it taken to another level, watch V. Guys. Five Rich Film. I, I agree with this. Um, I haven't seen it, but I will tell you this. Anything that uh, that uh, kind of hits on that Argento level, Bava, it's probably a good thing. Um all right, so our our uh, are we almost at our last one? Yeah, we're at our last movie for the night. This is once again an all dose rich special. What one is it? Wait until dark. Oh, number twenty. Okay, you know what? This is the one film I was really pushing Primo Rich here to watch because I just. I consider it a whole. I movie. don't know why I haven't seen it yet. I, I just haven't done it. I, I was pushing him to watch it before I, I made the list simply because we made this hardline stance about not putting Silence of the Lambs because it was a throw. Okay, and, and, and he is right. Yeah, and so wait yeah. until dark. Yeah. Most people are going to say it's a thrill. I think it's a horror film. I'm explain why I think it's a horror film. There is no mystery. There is. No, who done it? What are we trying to solve? They're just terrorizing this blind woman. Yeah. Terrorizing her for the fun of terrorizing her. Now, for you people who seen Don't Breathe, which is now super incredibly popular horror series and it's just got its second movie, 
Dual Breathe is basically a ripoff of Wait Until Dark. And the only reason I say ripoff is because the director actually had yeah, the yeah. goal. No, I don't want to say goal. Maybe he really truly didn't see it. But the director came out and said I, he had never even heard well, of Wait Until a- Dark. Well, and number two didn't do very well, as far as I know. Oh, well, <clears throat> I can see that because number one, he becomes the main character of number two, and he's the bad guy in number one, which is a weird switch. Yeah. You know, but anyway, so the idea of. Don't breathe if you've seen it. Is it's just wait until dark, except for the blind guy ends up being the villain, being the terrorizer, and then has some weird semen fantasies yeah. that he yeah, plugged yeah. up. I, I liked it. It's really enjoyable. But wait it, until it was, dark. It was a. It was an all right movie. No, it was all right. I enjoyed it. I liked it yeah. a lot. But I, I found a little low brow once the semen thing came in. Yeah. But wait until dark is the exact opposite. It's incredibly high brow, incredibly well acted, and I just saw another thriller remake. All right, so wait until dark's been now is getting now because of don't breathe. The whole thing is getting remade left and right. My Alex, my wife, just watched a Netflix film about a blind girl who gets led by another person on the phone through a, a killing fest about people trying to get into a safe. I can't remember what it was called. It was okay, but I've now seen like four or five of these on the TikToks that you, you know, yeah. videos that everyone watches and everything. They're all knockoffs of this movie. Just watch this movie. Pay the two freaking dollars. Instead of watching the crappy Netflix version and then thinking that, you know, you don't want to watch the original because it wasn't that good. No, this one is that good. It's worth the two bucks on yeah. Amazon Prime. And it's because Audrey Hepburn, lead actress, Audrey Hepburn is a fantastic actress. Alan Arkin is the fucking psycho. Alan Arkin is fantastic. And what it is is Audrey Hepburn is in love with a pilot. He, and I, it's been a while, but... What? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean... What's up? Well, Audrey, I mean Audrey Hepburn. I mean you can't you can't go bet you know wrong there. I mean. No, yeah, no, she's fantastic, and this is one of her best roles. But what it is is this this pilot. They're pretty sure is smuggling heroin, and puts heroin. Let me, no, go ahead. Okay, so they puts uh, heroin in the uh, doll. Uh huh. They think there's heroin in these dolls that he's keeping in her house, and he leaves. Well, they get in here. And they just start terrorizing her. It's these psychos who are now, one, looking for the doll, but two, kind of getting off on the fact that they can terrorize this fucking blind woman in her own home. And I feel like that is what makes it a horror film. Uh, you know, if you, if you end up watching it you don't quite think it's horror, you're not going to be disappointed in the quality of film. It's definitely a top five thriller of all time. And... I would honestly, this is a five, this is a five rich film uh, all the way through. I, I, like I said, I personally think it's a horror film only because you're not trying to figure out why. You know, you see these guys come up, they see the husband or boyfriend, I can't remember, it's been a while, leave, mm-hmm. and they come in, they're taking the doll, but at the same time, they're kind of like, let's have fun with this. You know, they don't want to get caught. But at the same time, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I don't want to ruin too much. You know, the scenes are iconic. It's fantastic. I mean, Alan Arkin might be a little over the top if I had to make a comment where you're like, you have to find a negative. But other than that, the acting's perfect. The direction's perfect. This is one of the, my opinion, this is one of the best films I've ever made. Awesome. Well, and before we go, I actually feel like we should do a... Uh, Honorable mention. All right, let's do it. So, Price and I 
And when I mean price, I mean dose rich. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and 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 you know pretend that I haven't been calling him out this whole time. Let's let's just face it. Stevens Price, you know I'm I'm Rich Stevens. That's Rich Price. You know, but uh, we are the movie riches. We came across a couple of movies that need some honorable mentions, I think. Um, and I think one of them is Incident in Ghostland. Oh, yeah, no, that's and, a great movie. And I, we might have mentioned this before. I don't know if we did. I don't know if we did. If we did, I'm sorry, but we're just going to hit it real quick. Because if we did, we didn't get into it too much, I don't think. Yeah, no, uh, the guy who directed Martyrs, which uh-huh. was on... Yeah. The slants list, but not ours, directed it, and I like it better than Martyrs. Yeah. Martyrs is a... I will admit, Martyrs is more disturbing. Um, you know, the original French version. Which is the guy who directed it. Yeah, but the, you know, the American version is, you know, just like any, any remake of a foreign film, but uh, it was it, it was good. It needed a mention. Um, what about you? Oh, uh, no, is I, there is I, there a mention uh, for you? No, yeah. I, oh, for like a, a movie I've seen lately. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to break them down. Let's uh, just... I will just say, Incident of Ghostland. I really enjoyed my only beef with it. And I just have to say this: she writes nothing like Lovecraft. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyone who's read Lovecraft knows that when she finishes her little story, they go, "Oh, you sound just sounds nothing like Lovecraft." No, no, not I, even close. I do. I that, know. That, I know what you're talking about. Little yeah. tiny pet peeve of mine, but outside of that. You know, uh, I, she sounded. You know, she sounded more like Richard Matheson, which is funny because I think Richard Matheson's big enough. If they used Richard Matheson, I think people would have actually kind of been with him. Yeah, too. yeah. But they we'll, didn't. we'll throw one out. Throw a movie out. Throw an honorable movie. Yeah. out on the spot. Yeah, we're, we're not recently. we're not even tearing them apart. Let's just throw out some honorables. Actually, I'll throw an honorable out for just this reason, because it's there is a movie that has been put on one the list of worst horror films of all time. Uh huh. Has been trashed left and right, and I have I went out and I bought it uh-huh. only because even though I didn't think I'd watch it more than a few times, sure, sure. I wanted to show people it wasn't as bad as everyone made it out to be. And I have shown Primo Rich here. I don't know if you remember because he was a little drunk that night. But the Ferryman with John oh, yeah. Rice Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is not one of the worst horror films. Man, ever that made. was a while ago. That that was a good movie, mm-hmm. and it just annoys me that every time I see one of these hundred worst horror movie lists, it's on there. That was a good movie. You know, it's it's claustrophobic. It's on yeah. the boat. The knife-switching God thing is pretty damn cool. The ends, uh, yeah. twist is great. Uh, this is just a solid, good horror movie. And I don't know why it gets so much hate. You know what? Jarhead. I'll throw out Jarhead. You guys, listen. Kind of a cheesy movie, right? But real heavy, real heavy subject matter and uh, you guys might all hate me once you watch it you might watch it you might want to clarify because it's not the jarhead that's popular no with, with no not jarhead with the, like what jared uh, no uh, um um what the, the hell the rec- you know broke back mountain yes, guy uh, jake jake Gell- no no jarface that's what it was jarface not jarhead jarface i'm sorry it's not bad. 
um, for a really low budget. So I'm throwing out low budget stuff here, you guys. I'm talking like just for enjoyment factor. Yeah. You wanted to see some stuff. This was very low budget, but really kind of fucked up. And um, honestly, the woman. You guys want to see something that'll screw you up? Watch the woman. I read those books. There's three books. And the uh, off-season, or offspring, off-season, and then the woman. All from Jack Ketchum. Girl Next Door. And if you ever watched Girl Next Door, I did not recommend that to you. Because when you watch it, you'd hate me. So I don't recommend that. <laughs> that is one of the worst. Mo- I, that is probably one of the most brutal, uh, depressing, sad movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, I hate that movie. I hate the story. And I actually haven't read Ketchum's book, but that was based off his his book and based off of a true story. But anyway, I saw the movie, and I remember it was one of the only films that I actually watched that made me cry from 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 depressed horror. It's a it's a really really screwed up story. Um, but, but, um, if you guys want to watch, you know, something crazy, watch, uh, Rogue. Oh, one of my favorites. (laughs) Stealing it from me. Yeah, buddy. Rogue is a fantastic fantastic monster film yeah and, you know i knew i was gonna like it there's this guy bob Grimm, and uh he writes i don't know if he does anymore but he used to write because i stopped reading but he used to write reviews for a Rogue, free buddy. paper and he i hate him because we always disagree almost 90 percent time and he commented that basically what was the point of this movie because everything that was in this movie was in jaws and in jaws was slightly better well, if you're going to compare a monster movie to the best monster movie almost ever made and then say it's slightly better <laughs> than that movie, I consider that a glowing, glowing review. Whoa, whoa. And, and I went and saw Rogue, and it is a fantastic It actually is film. actually a good movie. Yeah, it is a killer monster film. It's totally overlooked. And, guys, by the way, speaking, sorry to interrupt uh, Dose Rich on his, on his uh, Rogue game. Even though I brought it up, I have discovered the gold mine on old horror, Tubi. Oh, yeah, Tubi's got all kinds of stuff. Guys, I watched Intruder the other day that had Sam Raimi, Ted Raimi, Ivan Raimi, and Bruce Campbell all in one film. Mm-hmm. And you get to watch a guy's head get cut in half. With a bread saw. <laughs> Guys, gore. Tubi. And once again, here I am advertising without money. But, Tubi. I've seen so much shit on there. I've been watching stuff I haven't been able to find since I was a teenager. And you can ask my wife, Crystal. Because she hates everything that I've watched. Everything. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Good stuff. 
Intruder. Prowler. Things you can't ever find. Prowler with the with the uh, military helmet. Oh yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I've been. I, sorry, Price and I were. I were dose rich. Uh, we're, uh, yeah. Sure. When you've seen his movies, <laughs> yeah, I know. Sometimes like, you need reminders. Look, what the hell was it? I was like, you know, military helmet. He's like, oh yeah. <laughs> so you know subtle yeah, reminder so, we, we, we talk in short form yeah you know, oh yeah I know sir man I just watched somebody get smashed in half in a trash compactor <laughs> and you know where I found that Tubi Tubi so you remember Tubi you know it's another great movie on Tubi but doesn't have that level what's that race with the devil Great film. Oh. You know, fucking little bit of... Which one? Which so uh, this is a 70s horror film. It's got some big name actors in it. I don't it's know It's got Peter one. Fonda. Oh, okay. And I don't it's know. it's got... I um, um, can't remember his name. But the premise of Race with the Devil is a killer movie. I, I actually think this is one of the best 70s horror movies. Uh, so, a couple old guys who are on a BMX team... Uh, actually, Kawasaki bikes. I don't know what they, they called them, BMX bikes. Uh, they're not BMX bikes, but you know, off uh, Kawasaki little fucking rubber. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the manager decides to take his star, and they decide to go to Aspen on a ski weekend because the manager scores a sweet RV. Sure. And they get into Texas, and they cross this little stream, and they. This is, by the way, the one of the, probably the best acted horror movie I've ever seen. Everything is so realistic. Uh, it's got Hot Lips Houlihan in it. Hot actually. Lips Houlihan. Oh yeah, from Mash, man. And uh, she's in it. But anyway, uh, okay. there's these four, you know, there's, these two couples, and they, you know the girls are gonna try and go to bed. The guys are out getting a little high, getting a little drunk, and then they see something in the distance, and they go, "What? What, what is that?" And then it's the '70s, you know. So one was like, "I think it's an orgy, bro." So they go get the binoculars to see if it's an orgy, and it's a satanic ritual, and they watch a girl get his heart cut out. Damn. After marrying the devil. Well, they're in shock, and they're sitting there quietly, realizing that they got to figure out how to get away when Hotless Hooray comes out and screams, oh, What the hell are you guys still doing on it? Come to bed. <laughs> and the Satanists see them, and the chase ensues across all of Texas, involving dead dogs, dead people, multiple cars, shotguns, and in the very end, it has a shocking surprise ending that'll boggle your mind if you pay a very close attention to the lighting at the very end of the movie. Race with the Devil, one of the best movies in the 70s. All right, I'll tell you this. I got it's one. on Tubi. I got one for you. It's called Dear God, No. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one. No, you haven't. Okay. <laughs> you haven't. <stopped laughs> it's called Dear God, No. Sasquatch, nun rape, biker rape, biker violence, Sasquatch murder. Dear is God, the Sasquatch murder or is the no, no. He's so the 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 movie starts off with a nun getting her face like smushed off by a, a biker's tire. He's like, and he just like burns her face off. I don't but, think this is one of the best movies in the It's not. Okay. But by by the end of the movie, they have to do they have to do battle with Sasquatch, bro. I actually now I want to watch this. 
It's, it's horrible. Good. It's horrible. Yeah, well, it's not Prime. Oh, there we go. That's horrible. Hey, man, I've got... We've watched plenty yeah, of... The movies... <laughs> even the trailer's like, Dear God, no! <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, of course, you guys, we've watched uh, Black Devil Dog. Black Devil Dog. Which is always a, a treat. Um, I just love how, like, everybody that ever came over and looked at your movie shelf... They always it's go the for Black Devil Doll. You know what's funny? It is true. Like, I have a lot of movies. And the first thing that a lot of people go right to, every time they come over, it's like, what's this? I'm like, no! And it's Black Devil Doll because it's, it's, it's like soft core. Well, horror. that's what Jack did. Jack picks it up and he goes, Black Devil Doll! <laughs> I mean, every time. It's like people just, like, are drawn to it. It's like, get away from Black Devil Doll. Man, I wish... I should just throw it away. You know, to be honest with you, you should go ask the guys for royalties because you've probably sold so many copies. I of know. I yeah, should. Yeah. I should be like, dude, you know how many people have looked at Black Devil Doll? I mean, I'm serious. It's That's like, me. even my nephews, <laughs> they come over. There's all these things around. They're like... And they reach for Black Devil Doll. I'm like, get your ass away from Black Devil Doll because, the, you know, the... The case is nasty in itself. I'm like, get away from that. So seeing as this has gone off the rails and we're talking about dolls. Anyway, you guys, we're going to get off. No, no, we've got one last little question for you. Mm-hmm. Puppet Master or Terror Tunes? Ooh, Puppet Master. I agree, Puppet Master. Every, every time. But all right, you guys. See, I like Terror Tunes. Oh, my uh, You know what? That was like the first B-horror movie I ever saw guys, with Terror Tunes. So. Guys, we're real. Good. I love fun. Terror Tunes. Guys, we're going to have to kill her. So, we're going to have to get off today. <laughs> no, I'm just But, all right. Thank you for tuning in, and uh, we will see you later. Yeah, we're we going to get. should be back to regular programming. Yes, we're going to get back to normal here. So, thank you for tuning in to Dose and Primo and uh, Secondary Bitch. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, thanks for tuning in to Movie Riches. Dun, dun, dun. Till next, next time. Bye bye. Bye.